0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Editor's Desk. I'm Felicity Duncan and with me, as always, Alec Hugg. Well, Alec, there is only one piece of news as far as we're concerned this week and that is the very exciting Total Gas Strike. Now, this is a big company, this is a serious company and that makes this big and serious news. Give us a little bit of background and tell us what you think this could mean for South Africa.
1: Felicia, it it is the biggest story, but of course it's been overshadowed by the state of the nation and the arrests, and we can touch on that in a moment. But just for context, the late Tony Twine, an economist uh, at Econometrics, did analysis of shale gas in the Karoo, and he came to the conclusion that that was a game changer. Now, South Africa has, depending on which survey you look at, but either the fourth or the eighth biggest shale gas reserves on Earth. But they're sitting in the Karoo, and because of environmental reasons and, and policy uncertainty, nothing has gone ahead. Uh, in fact, Shell at one point in time had already committed to spend $25 million on exploration. That was put on hold. Total strike uh, just off the southern Cape Coast was part of that. Now, it, 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 this all happened in around 2014 when we had problems in South Africa about the MP are what is it? The Mineral and Petroleum Resources Development Act (MPRDA), where Zuma and his uh, his cohorts were trying to squeeze or, or arm, uh, well, well, squeeze out uh, excessive amounts of money for themselves in any mineral rights applications uh, or allocations that were made. And Total in the Southern Cape Coast and Shell. Uh, in shale gas both said we're out of here we're not interested in in uh, operating in a geography where you have such deep levels of corruption total said part uh, this week after the strike and i'll get into that in a moment That the reason why uh, they they pulled out in 2014 was because they couldn't work work in the otanikwa basin now if you can imagine if you take a line from port elizabeth all the way down to, say, <coughs> Cape Infanta on the coast of 350, 400 kilometers. There is a basin there which is called the, Oten, the Southern Otenequa Basin. It's about 150 kilometers off the Cape coast. That is very similar in geography to a similar basin in South America. And if you, you go back millions of years, when the continent split, the uh, South Africa or South Africa was, was uh, actually tied to South America, but the basin, the, the geography over there has had a lot of gas strikes. So they always knew that there was gas there, and uh, the the old apartheid government used to uh, try its best to find oil and gas off the southern Cape coast. And in fact, that's why Moss Gas was created, and they did have one gas strike at a point in time uh, many years ago. But Moss Gas is running out of feedstock. And it was very important then to find new feedstock for it. So go back to the southern Otonekwa Basin, 150 kilometers off the southern Cape Coast. Very rough waters, very difficult to, uh, to, to explore. And Total in 2014 said, no, it was too difficult for them. And then they, they stopped. Um, in fact, they also said that part of the reason was because of the policy uncertainty. They began again in December. And this is critical. And they've already struck uh, a well um, and a, a, a billion um, dollars, a, a billion barrels of oil equivalent, which is substantial. The last time there was an announcement of something similar was when BP got a billion barrel uh, ex- uh, strike in the Mexican Gulf, and that was big news around the world. So what Total did this week, or its announcement this week, is extremely significant it will take care of all of south africa's oil imports for the next 4 years which has a massive impact if you can as you can imagine on the balance of payments and also on the the country's ability to uh, to to stimulate its economy but that's only a very small part of the story because the other part is that they have 5 of these prospects so they've got another 4 similar prospects uh, in through their 3D uh, uh, seismic um, pictures uh, and uh, through all the other kind of uh, electromagnetic research that's been done, they've got these five highly prospective areas in the southern Otanikwa Basin, in the block that they are prospecting in. So it's almost like uh, the old gold rush days in the Witz Basin where you've, uh, you have you, you know that this is a consistent uh, seam reef that goes through the old main reef and you you know that there will be outcrops in certain areas and you've already identified it but you didn't have the tools to be able to pull it to surface just yet it's a similar thing here so we've got the first one is now being brought out they've they've confirmed it's there they've confirmed they've hit it they will be taking and uh, they will be taking the the rig which has been specially put together used on what uh, similar type of rigs that they were using off the Shetland Islands, which is also similarly rough waters. So if you if you can see, it's almost like the technology is now available to go into the area where in the past the technology wasn't. The, the sea was too rough, and they can now go. They've 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 made the first strike. They've confirmed it. A billion uh, dollar oil, uh, billion barrels oil equivalent. They can now go to the second the second area, which is just as prospective as the first, and there are five of these. So if you add that all together, you're talking about the equivalent of potentially 20 years of South Africa's oil imports. What that does is it triggers an oil and gas industry because it's a it's a huge uh, uh, strike uh, just in the one area of the southern Otaniqua Basin in this, this one block, I think they call it Block 11A. Now, once you get an oil and gas industry there, then you start looking at other things, such as the Karoo, where you've got shale gas, which, as we know, has transformed the American economy and the American energy equation. By uh, You've got all of that technology, then, that can be applied into the Karoo to bringing out the shale gas and the eighth biggest, um, and to be conservative, reserves in the world. Plus, you've got the rest of the Otaniqua Basin uh, where other prospectors can start hitting oil. This is it's just massive news, and uh, it is something that South Africa has been attempting for decades. The old apartheid government was doing its best to find oil. They found plenty of gas, and of course today gas can be uh, through technology can be turned into the equivalent of oil through freezing it. Uh, but they they couldn't get any, they they couldn't get any oil in the Karoo. So we've got a, a very good understanding of the gas that exists there. They were trying uh, off the southern Cape Coast and they couldn't, they couldn't find any because of the technology, didn't allow them to operate in these rough, deep waters. But that's now all in the past. So if you put that into context and you imagine what a game changer this is for the South African economy, which up until this point has had very, very little uh, oil and gas uh, to well, nothing to talk of, and had uh, had to rely on Cecil, um taking coal and uh, transforming that into into fuels. You can just imagine um, the, the the impact of this, and and, and finally, the U- U.S. from being a massive oil importer is now a exporter. There's no reason why South Africa doesn't go into the same situation, and you then start imagining. What that will do to the economy in the longer term, and it becomes a complete game changer uh, for the for for the country. Uh, of course, allied to this is that it is a another dividend from the uh, vote that the ANC, um, 4,700 of them, did at the elective conference where they brought Ramaphosa in. Who, who understands global economy? He understands what investors want. He understands the critical nature of policy certainty. And they got rid of somebody who had absolutely—it was totally ignorant on all of those things. So it's—it's a—it's—it's it's a consequence of a lot of things.
0: Yeah, and some very good news, definitely there for the South African economy. Now, the only news in America this week, to change gears a little here, is of course the the saga of. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos and his fight against the National Enquirer. Now, I want to give a little background here because this is quite a complicated situation. There's a company called American Media, which is uh, a media company that publishes the National Enquirer, and it has a CEO whose name is um, David Pecker. Now, this company uh, got into a lot of trouble in the last couple of years, specifically with the the Southern District of New York, so that's the attorney general who uh, prosecutes cases in the southern part of um, New York state, Uh, they ended up coming up with a non-prosecution agreement where they admitted wrongdoing but didn't get prosecuted. What the wrongdoing was that they admitted was that they were essentially acting as almost henchmen for the Trump campaign. So during the 2016 electoral campaign, they went out and found um, a number of accusations by women of uh, premarital and extramarital affairs, rather extramarital affairs. Um, and what they did was they paid off those women, gave them hush money to squash the stories and to protect then-candidate Trump. Now, none of this is controversial. This is all the uh, open uh, subject of this non-prosecution agreement. Uh, In terms of the non-prosecution agreement... American media, which is, you know, the parent company was not allowed to engage in any more criminal activity. Right. And if they do engage in any more criminal activity, they could end up having that prosecution reopened where they've already admitted wrongdoing. And it's a pretty serious uh, felony offenses about uh, campaign finance laws and so forth. Now, in the meantime, we have Jeff Bezos, Amazon CEO, who, in his personal capacity, owns a newspaper called the Washington Post. Now, the Washington Post um, has nothing to do with Amazon. This is just a side project of of his. The Washington Post has been very vocal critic of the Trump administration and has uh, often. He captured the ire of the president, and he's many times tweeted angry things about uh, about the post, and he's also tweeted a lot of uh, vitriolic statements about Jeff, who he refers to as Jeff Bozo. Um, so there's a lot of animosity between the two of them. Now, we're getting to the meat of what's happening here. A couple of uh, weeks ago, I think it was about two or three weeks ago, uh, there was a story in the National Enquirer breaking news that uh, Jeff Bezos has had an extramarital affair. With a woman called Lauren Sanchez, um, and as you know, as we've published on our site, him and his wife are divorcing potentially around this affair. We don't know what the whole the whole story is there, but they broke the news of this affair and they actually published some private texts that were sent between Sanchez and Bezos during the course of this affair. All right, so that's a that's out there, that's in the public domain. Now, what happened this week on Friday morning? Of late Friday evening, I guess in, in American time, late Thursday evening in American time, um, Jeff Bezos published an explosive blog post detailing what looks a lot like a threat of extortion or blackmail. Essentially, when these, uh, when this news was broken by the National Enquirer, Bezos. Was concerned, naturally enough, that somebody had stolen his text messages. Right, as a as a CEO, he has access to a lot of confidential information. And now, naturally enough, is a bit worried that this information is now perhaps uh, being uh, accessed by hackers or something like that. So he launches an investigation to try and figure out how his data got stolen and as part of this and as part of um, some other investigations by news media organizations uh, a lot of people started to say oh this is politically motivated right this is politically motivated out of the animus between Bezos and the Trump administration Uh, now American media obviously didn't like this especially in light of their non-prosecution agreement so they reached out to Bezos and they essentially said to him look if you stop your investigation and if you stop saying that there may have been political motivations um, around our decision to investigate you, if you, if you stop saying that we won't publish nude selfies that we have of you. So they have a bunch of uh, nude pictures of Jeff Bezos that he sent to his um, partner, Lauren Sanchez. And they said, look, if you, if you keep going, we're going to publish these. We're going to embarrass you. If you, if you shut up and make nice and remove all your public statements and stop investigating us, we won't. Now, this, of course, meets the federal definition for extortion. Uh, now, you know, in normal circumstances, somebody threatened with the exposure of their nudes may tend to back down. But Bezos, you know, he didn't get where he is by being a, being a pushover. And, uh, instead, he took the fight directly to the National Inquiry. He published all of these emails and he essentially accused them of uh extortion and he accused them of being again or uh, acting again as thugs potentially for the Trump administration. Uh, so this has obviously just been completely explosive. There's also some Saudi connections that uh even beyond maybe the scope of what I'm explaining here. But all in all just a crazy story. But I think one that really underscores uh the 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 risks of going after somebody like Bezos, the world's richest man. Owner of what is usually one of the world's biggest companies between number one and number five biggest companies in the world, and uh, who is not the kind of person to take things lying down.
1: It, it's so interesting the whole thing, and, and, and just for context, for South African uh, our South African community, the National Enquirer is a salacious publication, isn't it, Felicity? Yes, it's, a tabloid
0: of the, the lowest sort.
1: <laughs> mm, so, so it, it isn't something that would be they'd always be looking to find. Uh, pictures with long lenses of Britney Spears because she's overweight, etc. So it, it really plays to the the most base emotion of of mankind. But it, it's so interesting that Bezos, reading the uh, email that he or the blog that he published on Medium, which so it's anybody can go, it's it's on the it's on the whole the whole world can can access it. He, he In there, by republishing the emails that the National Enquirer's parents sent him, you can see these pictures they've got on him are pretty embarrassing. Uh, And and the the whole – I don't think – well, I certainly didn't see any pictures there, but they describe the pictures uh, that they have on him, and those pictures aren't the kind of thing that – anybody wants to uh have seen i think the one was described as as uh, very similar to what malusiki Gaba was sending out uh, what you call it a dick pic or something yeah, and, dick uh, the, 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 yeah. The so it's 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 one of those things that uh y- you might expect being if that's your mindset that the the person you are trying to strong arm or blackmail would back down very quickly because, goodness, they don't want the world to uh, to see what they do in their private life. But well done to Bezos. He, he clearly must have thought, he would have thought about this very carefully and he would have weighed it up uh, in, both way, in, in, in every possible way. And here you have the richest man in the world fighting with the most powerful man in the world, if you like. Donald Trump, uh, on the one hand, trying to shut Bezos up and get the Washington Post to toe the line, and Bezos saying, "Up yours mate you i don 't care what you show about uh, about me i'm there's a, there's a there's a greater national interest here, so <laughs> you're going to find the the, the, the trump uh, supporters um, perhaps re- reinforced in their view that Bezos is the antichrist. and on the other hand you'll have the anti trump supporters say, look at what a low laugh this is you 'd even uh, stoop to this level and use again the national enquirer but but the point you made right in the beginning—that the national inquiry is hugely exposed because of that previous court case—what could happen now, if, if, uh, uh, well, in the in the wake of these disclosures?
0: It's a very interesting situation. So there's a several things that could happen. So first of all, the non-prosecution agreement only covers the corporate entity; it doesn't cover the individuals. So. David pecker the CEO there's a lawyer fine I forget his first name um who was uh, in, instrumental in trying to set up this deal those people could be exposed in their personal capacity if this is found to be felony extortion which is uh, you know obviously it's illegal um so you know there's they have legal jeopardy in that sense but perhaps more importantly this reopens the non-prosecution agreement because the federals uh the sorry rather the the Attorney General's office in the Southern District of New York, they said, we won't prosecute you on this, although we have clear evidence of wrongdoing, on the grounds that you don't continue to do similar things. So if they are continuing to do similar things, that prosecution is reopened. Um, The uh, non-prosecution agreement no longer applies, and American media is now fully exposed to all the legal risk of campaign finance laws violations and and various other kind of things possibly even um, uh, organized crime charges some people say so it it it. i mean this really opens up serious jeopardy for them which then of course poses a risk to president trump because uh, there, there might be more dirty laundry to air um and you know if these uh sort of Morally suspect folks at the National Enquirer are looking to cut deals now, uh, who knows what else could come out. So it's, it's just such a bizarre thing for them to do, but I think it just shows that they feel that they can act with impunity. And actually several other people have come forward and said they've had similar threats from the National Enquirer, um, and in, you know, historically where the National Enquirer was like, you know, Stop doing this thing or we're going to publish embarrassing information about you. So I don't think this is their first go at this type of uh, manipulation. But uh, again, they just they picked the wrong dude.
1: <laughs> well, indeed. And uh, wasn't there another publication that had a problem? In fact, went out of business because it took on Peter Thiel in a similar way, trying to blackmail him. And then he, he, got, he got the wrestler, Hulk Hogan. Uh, he supported him in the in the fight against that publication. Yeah, that was uh,
0: Gorka. That's uh, Gawker. Gorka, Yeah, that's right. No A couple around. of years back, yeah. It,
1: just, just and I know we are uh, you know, pushing the the patience of our uh, of our listeners, but it reminds me all of that amazing book, The End of Power, by Moises Naim, uh, who was the former uh, trade and industry minister in Venezuela and uh, left there when uh, things went pear shaped in that country and, and has been a, a, a very strong protagonist thereafter. But it's it's one of those classic books that unpacks how power has shifted from the status quo or from what we've been grown up to believe to just the normal man, the every man. And, and here you have an every man in the in the form of Bezos, who can go onto the internet, lay out his case, and the public can decide, whereas in the past, he might not have had that opportunity. So interesting that the way the world is changing, and I really believe for the better.
0: Well, as Alex says, that is all we have time for. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read a transcript of this interview, one is available on biznews.com in the premium section remember you can sign up for premium it's just five pounds a month and you get access to a host of great business content and also to the digital archives and news at the wall street journal